Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Psalm 136 is a long psalm of comfort. Each line has a refrain, and Heather and Bill are going to be saying the refrain as I read our text for today. You at home might want to join in with them in this refrain of comfort. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. For his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who by understanding made the heavens. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who spread out the earth on the waters. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who made the great lights. For his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day. For his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who struck Egypt through their firstborn. For his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who divided the Red Sea in two. For his steadfast love endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. For his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who led his people through the wilderness. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who struck down great kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. And killed famous kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. For his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. For his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage. For his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to his servant Israel. For his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state. For his steadfast love endures forever. And rescued us from our foes. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh. For his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. For his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. This week I was talking to a friend on the phone about the effects of this virus on our lives. He said, it feels like the ground is shaking. 
Everything that seems sure and constant and dependable seems to be coming apart. It's, it's, not, it's like we are not even sure if we can trust the ground underneath us. Well, he's a journalist, so he's able to put into words what many of us are thinking uh, but just can't quite say. We've been for the last few weeks watching people pumping gas, wearing woodworking masks that they bought at Home Depot when they went to see if Home Depot sells toilet paper. Seen people in the grocery stores wearing their one Michael Jackson glove, trying to pick up canned goods without transferring any germs. Of course, those store shelves are almost empty, but I did read an article this week that said there has not yet been a raid on sweet potatoes, coleslaw, or cranberry sauce, so we've got that going for us. We are in weird times. Uh, The news footage, Times Square looks like some bad apocalypse movie from the 1970s. People walking the empty streets with medical masks at least six feet apart. Every news outlet overnight is giving the same words over and over that have penetrated hot spots and vulnerable and surges and pandemic and lockdown and quarantine, and the ground does seem to be shaking. Well, what happened? Just a few weeks ago, we were sharing a Coke and a smile. We were kissing on the first date eating peanuts out of the same bowl. And then things started to spiral. The ground is shaking, and we're not even sure we can trust the ground underneath us. Ironically, we're in the season of Lent, the 40-day season before Easter, when the Christian church is called upon to restrain and to draw back (laughs) to take time to be alone, to ask the big questions. We're called on in this season of introspection to be honest, to confess. As it turns out, this pandemic has occurred in a season of the church where we were already asking, what is ultimate and true? What, What can I count on? Why am I here? What's God blessing in this world, and how do I get in on the action? Or or what's standing in the way of me becoming all God created me to be? If the ground is shaking beneath my feet, is there anything, anything that is sure and trustworthy? Of course, the people of God have been asking these questions for generations, and God People have been asking these questions during other seasons when the ground felt like it was shaking. Remember the captivity of God's people in Egypt? The Hebrews were slaves of Pharaoh. It looked hopeless. Remember when the people of Israel stood before the Red Sea? There was a sea in front of them, an army behind them. Everything looked completely hopeless. Remember when the Amorites would not let the people of Israel pass through their land, and it seemed hopeless. 
Same thing when a wandering tribe of Hebrews faced the army of Og, but God delivered even though it seemed hopeless. The people of God have felt the ground shake before. But here's how they handled their uncertainty. They drew back, took a breath, and remembered God's fidelity behind them so that they had the faith to face whatever was in front of them. God has never broken covenant. God has never abandoned God's people. Our psalm for today is a part of that remembering. It was a psalm written for worship. It's a a song of call and response. The choir master would sing out the reminder of God's faithfulness, God's deliverance, God's unshakable nature, and then the congregation would sing back the refrain like we practiced just a little while ago. The song leader would remind the faithful that they'd been in hard times before. And God's steadfast love endured. And in fact, those, those historical reminders go all the way back to creation. They recount slavery. They recount wars. It was a long reading, a retelling of all the times, the situations where it looked absolutely hopeless. But God's love endures forever. And like God's love, the refrain in that psalm never changes. No word added, no word taken out. The chant is constant, constant, unchanging, unyielding, telling about the tenacious, unchanging love of God. For his steadfast love endures forever. Hard times come and go. Crisis arrives and flees. Change shatters and disrupts, and then things ebb back the other way. But in all of this, one thing never changes. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. I'm not going to do the whole thing again But I want to do just a few verses so you can catch the hint of the historical reminders in this passage. Who spread the earth out on the waters for his steadfast love endures forever. Who struck Egypt through their firstborn for his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them for his steadfast love endures forever. Who divided the Red Sea in two for his steadfast love endures forever and made Israel pass through the midst of it for his steadfast love endures forever. Who led his people through the wilderness for his steadfast love endures forever. Who struck down great kings for his steadfast love endures forever. Twenty-six times his steadfast love endures forever. During this season of Lent, we're being called upon to ask the big questions and to face the farce of building our lives on things that do not endure. I remember when I was a kid playing Legos at my friend John's house next door. 
We would spend hours, hours making sure every detail was right, that the symmetry was right on, that the roof looked right, that the door was in place. If there were two blue Legos on this side, then we needed two blue Legos on this side to make it balanced. We spent hours. And then when it was time to head home, one of our moms would call out that it was time for me to go back to my house, and in about 20 seconds, we would destroy all of it All the pieces would be down, and all the time and energy we gave to building something that couldn't endure. This pandemic has made the ground feel shaky, and especially for people who have put their energy and trust into things that they thought would last forever and realize now that it's shaky. This is why the ground feels like it's shaking. These are the things we thought we could count on. I put my trust in the healthcare system for hospital beds and medical supplies endure forever. I put my trust in my own self-sufficiency for my ability to go and do as I please endures forever. I put my trust in Tom Brady for his New England loyalty endures forever. Okay, that one had nothing to do with the virus. But I put my trust in my productivity. For a 3.5% rate of unemployment, my job endures forever. I put my trust in my fitness and my power for health and invincibility endures forever. I put my trust in Wall Street For the strong stock market endures forever. When the ground underneath felt shaky, the Israelites came together in worship and reminded each other of the one and only unfailing truth that God loves you and that God's love for you never changes, never ends. God's love endures forever. And one of the liberating things about the love of God is that it unleashes our love for other people. When when you live in the lap of God's unshakable love, it becomes the grounding place from which you can be agents of love to other people. This week, several of you have stopped me, called me, emailed me to say, tell me what's needed. If somebody needs groceries or or medications picked up, call me, tell me what's needed. If somebody needs to be checked on, if there's somebody who's isolated, lonely, who would appreciate a phone call, call me, tell me what's needed. People who are grounded in God's love become become unself-absorbed enough to love others. By the way, if you are in one of those categories, you do need somebody to go get your medications or whatever, call the church office this week because we have a growing list of people who want to respond I mentioned that the people of God have been responding to crisis for a long time. What I didn't mention is that this spirit of let me know what is needed 
has also been one of the defining attributes of the Christian church throughout history. Did you know that there was a plague in the third century that's actually named for a Christian bishop? I know that sounds awful, kind of like us naming uh, hurricanes after names of people we like. But it was named for this bishop for all the right reasons. The third century plague that was probably Ebola is now referred to as the plague of Cyprian. And the reason is that Cyprian's sermons in the midst of that plague inspired people to say, let me know, let me know what's needed. And the Christian community was mobilized to care for the sick within and outside beyond the church, even at their own risk. Catch that. They cared for anybody infected, not just those in the church. And sociologist Rodney Stark claims that the death rates in cities with Christian communities may have been just half that of the other cities. And not surprisingly, explosive growth of Christianity followed on the heels of this witness of love. So Second Ponce has two tasks in these shaky days. First, we're to remind each other that God has never broken covenant. Throughout history, the nature of human crisis has taken any number of forms, led people to wonder if the ground was shaking. But also throughout history, the people of God have been reminding each other that God's love endures forever. The one unchanging constant in a shaky world is the love of God. Secondly, we're called on to be agents of that love in the world. I love this line. Mike Glenn, who's pastor of Brentwood Church in Nashville, Tennessee, said, Church is not canceled. Church is dispersed. In a world that feels shaky, the sure comfort and constant of God's presence is a gift to all of this world, and it's our job, our responsibility to share that gift to a world afraid. You are loved forever. So go and be the church dispersed, proclaiming and sharing that love to a world that needs to hear it. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.